My friend always goes shopping with no money in his wallet. He looks for shoes, tries on a pair or two, ums and oohs, then walks away with no new shoes. He finds it hard to choose which shoes. I'm left confused, bewildered, amused. No new shoes again, sweetheart? I couldn't choose the shoes. I wrote that poem for a very, very dear friend of mine who I've known for over 30 years now. When I first met him, in fact, he was my first boyfriend. He's Norwegian from Norway, Oslo. And when I first met him, it was love at first sight, beautiful boy. Blonde, blue eyes, Norwegian, like a Viking, tall, handsome, and had personality, and was very, very sweet. I was drawn towards him because of his sweetness, plus his beauty. And he became my first boyfriend. He was 21, I was 34. So the age difference was vast. But I never had a boyfriend. I never knew what love was, and I was ready to find it. And I found it in him, in a nightclub called Heaven in London. Anyway, to cut a long story short, he moved in with me in Muswell Hill. I had a flat, rented a flat there, and we lived together. And I noticed his behaviour after a while. Six months was a bit erratic, mood swings up and down. But it wasn't that bad. I could handle it most of the time. But then I did wonder what was wrong with him. But I had so many of my own problems. So we finished as boyfriends. After about a year, he moved back to Norway. But we've always remained very, very close and I fly in there many times a year and spend time with him because he hasn't got anybody now, his mum died, I was there when his mum died recently his stepdad died and his brothers are not that great towards him and he's had a very, you know, hard life with his parents not showing him love and my background isn't great so we kind of bonded through adversity and sadness and uh, despair and uh, tears and anyway even though we finished as boyfriends he moved back over to Norway I stayed in London we've kept in touch it's been 30 years now and we've traveled around the world as well we've been to Thailand together many times Ibiza the Balearic Islands many times I've lived in Norway five or six times and he's lived in London and we've traveled to Amsterdam and other places so we've always been in touch and we've always been close and we've always been friends but we haven't always got on there's been periods when his mindset hasn't been great his behavior has been erratic and sometimes I'm don't know how to handle his behavior I'm his friend so it's my job to you know to stand by him and to try my best to figure out what's happening in his head. He doesn't always open up and talk to me about his problems, but when he's down and angry or confused, he can be very hurtful towards me, 
say bad things and put me down and make me feel like I'm the problem. Which is sad for me because I have enough problems of my own and I'm trying my best to help him. But everything I say to him, it doesn't seem to sink in or it doesn't seem to be something that he wants to hear. And I've done, through the years, I have done some amazing things for him. I've flown, in, I've flown him many times into Thailand. I paid for the flight and gave him spending money. I've taken, taken, taken him on shopping trips when I worked very hard and managed to make an extra bit of money. I've, you know, tried to spoil him with clothes as I know he's very materialistic where I am not. I've travelled when I lived in Holland, he wasn't doing well. He had a mental breakdown, I'm not sure what was going on. I called him and he was so bad I said to him I must come, but I didn't have any money. So I managed to scrape some money together from Holland and get on the night bus, travelled two days to get to Oslo. And when I knocked on the door, he just slammed the door in my face, which was difficult for me and then when I eventually got in three or four hours later he nearly set the pit bull dog on me because he wasn't happy to see me and he was being really a bit crazy to be honest so you know I've tried my best through the years to be there I've flown in when his mum was dying and I was with, I was with him at the moment she died I gave him a hug embraced him I was only supposed to stay for a week I ended up staying for six seven weeks because I couldn't leave him he was that bad and sad I've always been scared through the years that I would lose him maybe he would commit suicide but then he's had a diagnosis that he is a bipolar so we've been living with that diagnosis now for 10-15 years So my friend has bipolar. So now it all makes sense. Now I understand. Uh, His treatment, he doesn't talk to me about, so I don't know what treatment he's on. But I'm not sure if it's working because he's so erratic and so crazy up and down all the time. I don't know how to approach the situation because I can't communicate with him. I can talk to everybody and anybody else, but with him, he doesn't like... When I tried to tell him to take, you know, when I tried to tell him something with love, he doesn't want to hear it from me, you know. Uh, he, he has loads of anxieties, and I care for him, but I don't know how to help him because I can't talk to him about the medication he's on, or I'm not too sure of his symptoms or the therapy. Or what type of bipolar he has. He has. I don't know anything. He doesn't really want to talk to me about that. He's very distant with me when it comes to things like that. He doesn't even tell me he loves me as a friend. He doesn't ask me how I am. He doesn't really, you know, say nice things to me about me. He says, he tells his friends how good and lovely I am and how much he cares for me but he never tells me that and I tell him all the time he says to me oh because nobody told him when he was a child his parents never showed him love I say sweetheart 
I never had any parents, but yet I can show you love. So I don't know, it's very, sometimes very hurtful for me, but I love him. I could find a hundred and one reasons not to be there for him, that would be easy. But then I have one reason to be there for him, because I love him, I care for him, he's my friend, and I will always stand by him. I don't always understand him, I don't always get on with him, I don't always like him, but I do love him, and I know if I was to walk away, who would he have there to talk to? We Skype, and we talk, and I tell him I care for him, I tell him I love him, so I'm scared for the suicide, he said the other day he had some thoughts. But I tell him, sweetheart, come on now. The worst thing is, I just came out of prison for something I didn't do. So I can't travel at the moment to be by his side. And I really would like to fly in and help him. So we're both in a difficult situation. I will be able to fly in within the next couple of years. We have dreams, we have plans. We have things we want to do. So... I just don't know sometimes how to handle him because I have no help. I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't know the words to say to him to lift him up. I don't know how to pick him up. I don't know how to help him. I have no support. I don't understand bipolar. I am an optimist. He's a pessimist, so that doesn't always help. I don't moan. He always moans, so that doesn't help. He's a lot of the time sad, and even though I am sad, I don't always show it. So we are two different people, but we both need each other, and love each other, and are there for each other. And I try my best to be there for him, but I don't know really how to communicate with him. Sometimes I get frustrated and I do say bad things to him. But they're not really bad, it's called tough love. When he's down, I say, sweetheart, come on, stop moaning so much. Pick yourself up. Go for a walk. Go to the gym. Eat better. Sleep at a better time. Stop eating so much sweets. Stop drinking. Stop moaning. That's what I say to him. But he doesn't appreciate that. He's put on a lot of weight. He's taking stuff, medication. Uh, Sometimes he even takes drugs. So it's difficult. To reach him but we've been friends now over 30 years he's 47 now and I hope to have another 20 years by his side I don't know how his mum knew but before she died she said to Perry see that Peter that's me he will never leave your side I don't know how she knew that But as far as I'm concerned, I will never leave his side until I die. Because I really do care for him. I really do love him. And I'm his friend. So if anybody listening to this who has a friend who's bipolar, who can give me some tips or, you know, information how to help him with his mood, his anxieties, with his worries and uh, all that goes along with being bipolar. I don't even know what type he is, you know? I just don't want him to commit suicide. 
that's my real goal. So, being a friend with someone who has bipolar, I can tell you it's not the easiest thing to do or to be. But hey, when you love somebody, you need to stare for them no matter what. My love for him is unconditional. So, that's my friend with bipolar. My friend always goes shopping with no money in his wallet. He looks for shoes, tries on a pair or two ums and oohs, then walks away with no new shoes. He finds it hard to choose which shoes. I'm left confused, bewildered and moved. No new shoes again, sweetheart. I couldn't choose which shoes.